The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. A stranger and you welcomed me. Naked and you clothed me. Ill and you cared for me. In prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. I know many of you are familiar with Mother Teresa of Calcutta, now Saint Teresa of Calcutta. And she liked to summarize the gospel with her hand. And she would just say to people, here's basically what Jesus wanted everybody to know, that whatever you did to one of the least brothers or sisters of his, you did it to me. Or you did it for me. So with those five fingers that we have, we can be reminded of the gospel. And I think today, this solemnity of Christ the King, we also get an idea of what kind of king we have. Jesus Christ is king of glory, but he did not grasp equality with God and the glory of God, and he did not count equality with God something to be grasped. As St. Paul says, he emptied himself and became a slave and became obedient to death, even death 
on a cross. So there's the throne. Jesus chose the cross as his throne. And he invites us, his subjects, his faithful subjects, his faithful followers, to embrace the cross with him. And to make that our standard of excellence, you might say. Today's first reading also gives us a great insight into the kind of king that we have. The Lord is referring to himself as a shepherd. As a shepherd tends his flock, when he finds himself among his scattered sheep, so will I tend my sheep. I will rescue them from every place where they were scattered when it was cloudy and dark. Cloudy and dark. That's a pretty good description of the times we're living in, right? And so Jesus is not oblivious to what we're living through. He's not oblivious to your personal circumstances and the struggles that you have. He goes on, I myself will pasture my sheep. I myself will give them rest. The lost I will seek out. The strayed I will bring back. The injured I will bind up. The sick I will heal. Well, that, that describes all of us. Because the greatest sickness is not COVID-19, but sin. Death and sickness and all kinds of suffering and evil entered the world because of sin. And we are all subject to its effects. We have all sinned. And so we are in need of a Savior. We're in need of a healer. We are in need of a Redeemer. And today, more than ever, we are crying out for healing, for light, and for salvation, for direction, for strength, for courage. And the Lord Jesus wants us to fix our eyes on Him. And when we see ourselves the way that He sees us, we have peace. Jesus wants to give you that peace. And as He said at the Last Supper, it's a peace that the world cannot give. I don't want to pick on anybody from the pulpit. I'm not about that. But I assure you, you can't find peace anywhere else except in the Lord Jesus. And when you see yourself, and when you come to know yourself, the way that God sees you, and the way that He knows you, you will have peace. You will have freedom from fear. God doesn't want us to live in fear. He doesn't want us to be afraid of COVID-19. He doesn't want us to be afraid of death. 
Because He is risen. And as we often pray in the Mass, He lives and reigns forever and ever. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't take precautions and be prudent. That's not what I'm saying. But don't allow yourself to be consumed by fear. Jesus wants to reign in your heart. And he is a king of peace. He wants you to have his peace. I was hearing confessions not too long ago. And it was a face-to-face situation. And this uh, young lady uh, came in. And she made a wonderful confession. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just came over me. And I looked at this girl. I just started to cry. And I said, the Lord loves you so much. I said, that was an amazing confession. You really know yourself and, and know the Lord. But he just wants you to know how much he loves you. And that is for all of you. To know Christ Jesus and his love for you. That is the purpose and the goal of your life. Dear brothers and sisters, that is the purpose and the goal of your life. To know Christ Jesus and his love for you. And his amazing grace, his power and his presence. That's the goal and purpose of your life. And there is nothing else worth more than that. There's nothing else worth pursuing with greater intentionality and greater passion than that. I can assure you. The other day, we had a great victory for divine mercy. It was Friday the 13th of all days. You know, about 10 days ago. And a friend of mine called me up and said her brother-in-law was dying and she had been praying that he would be open to seeing me. Cuz he hadn't been to confession in a long time. He was in an irregular marriage situation, hadn't been to mass in a long time. And so she just wanted him to have peace before he died, before he met his maker, before he met the king. And so it worked out. I showed up. He was dying of pancreatic cancer. And I said, you know, I didn't mince words. When you're in that situation, you just cut to the chase, right? I said, my friend, I can hear your confession. I can anoint you and give you Holy Communion and send you off in style, man. And he was like, whoa. (laughs) Okay. I twisted his arm a little bit, you know. So everyone get out of the room. He made a great confession. Everyone come back in the room. We anointed him. Gave him a little teeny tiny piece of the Blessed Sacrament. And the expression 
and his face, his countenance changed in an instant. Because the king of kings just rushed into his room and blew his socks off, you know? Probably literally. I didn't check his feet, but... His wife was blown away. His, his, and his, sister, his sister-in-law, my friend, and her boys, blown away. I heard the teenage boy crying. <laughs> the spirit was just all over the place. That's how God works, brothers and sisters. Don't sell him short. Thanks be to God, my friend, his sister-in-law, didn't sell God short. She didn't give up. She kept praying. Every time we pray, it's like we are giving heaven a chance to come down. And for the kingdom of Christ to be established. And each and every one of us is meant to be light and salt. So wherever you show up, you don't have to be a priest. I mean, obviously you have to be a priest to hear a confession, right? Or anoint. But because my friend kept showing up and kept praying, the walls came down. And we had a great victory. Christ the King was victorious in that place, in that man's life. And I'm telling you, he wants to have victory after victory in your life and all around you. But we get distracted. And we take our eyes off Jesus and we put them on the TV and we put them on our stupid phones. And the latest alert, stop that. So many of my friends now have come to me and they're like, Father, I, I just, I don't watch the news anymore. I'm like, praise God. Praise God. You pray more and you just be Jesus wherever he places you. And that's a victory. We all have such great opportunities to build the kingdom wherever we are. And how often, I'm afraid, we don't take advantage of it. And notice who got condemned today in the gospel? It's kind of scary. Not the drunkards, not the adulterers, not... You know, I better be careful, right? I want to say a lot of things, but... It's not the people who did bad things that got condemned. It's the people who didn't do the good things. It's the people that didn't love the people who were vulnerable, who were in those cloudy, dark places, who were in need, who were vulnerable. So in other words, the sins of omission... Oh, right? The sins of omission. That's what got him condemned for not loving. They weren't asked, hey, 
Were you in the right, you know? Were you always right? Did you judge everything and everyone correctly? It's not how we're going to be judged. How did you love? And how did you love the least of my brothers and sisters? This is, look at this, this is good evidence here, you know, that we're aware of this to some degree. But you know what Mother Teresa said? The greatest poverty, I think she said it here in the United States, the greatest poverty, it's not material poverty. It's loneliness. It's the lack of love. Wow. That's the greatest poverty. And it's everywhere. And this whole thing of, you know, social distancing and isolating, and it can make it so much worse. So I encourage you to be creative, to be cautious but creative in reaching out and loving those who are in need of love. And we're all in need of love. That's why we're here, to get love from the Lord, who's the source of all love and all life and all light. Then we have something to give. Then we really have something to give. Faith and hope and love. It's what people are literally starving for. People are starving for hope and love. So let's ask the king to fill us up here as we prepare to feast with him on his flesh and blood. Let's ask him today to transform us and to make us more and more like him so that we can become all that he created us to be and establish his kingdom in our hearts, in our homes, and in our world. Amen.